0: This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Weiner. Now it's time to talk about the military and climate change. In the next decade, extreme storms, especially hurricanes, will be more frequent and more devastating because of rising sea levels in low-lying coastal areas where so many people live around the globe. The damage caused by such extreme weather is bound to increase exponentially and will overwhelm the abilities of civilian authorities to respond. The result? Ever-increasing calls on the military to provide relief and rescue services. The Pentagon has been thinking about that. For a report, we turn to Michael Clare. He's the nation's defense correspondent and also professor emeritus of peace and world security studies at Hampshire College and a senior visiting fellow at the Arms Control Association in Washington. His newest book has just been published, All Hell Breaking Loose, The Pentagon's Perspective on Climate Change. Michael Clare, welcome back.
1: A pleasure always to talk with you.
0: Well, Trump may deny that climate change is real, but for the Pentagon, that's not debatable. In 2015, they reported to Congress that, quote, climate change is an urgent and growing threat to our national security. Um... Our military have already been mobilized to deal with the effects of climate change. Remind us about the Pentagon's response to the hurricanes in the fall of 2017, those mega storms that hit eastern Texas, southern Florida, and virtually all of Puerto Rico.
1: Okay, there we're referring to hurricanes in order. First, Hurricane Harvey that struck Houston in late August 2017 then along came Irma which devastated the Caribbean and then southern Florida and then most devastating Maria which utterly crushed Puerto Rico and the damage still hasn't been fully repaired in Puerto Rico as a result of Hurricane Maria though those storms overwhelm the capacity of local authorities to deal with them And the governors in each of those states and the Commonwealth mobilized all of their National Guard, and even that wasn't enough. So the Department of Defense mobilized tens of thousands of active duty soldiers as well to provide emergency relief, including an aircraft carrier battle group out of Norfolk, Virginia, and hundreds, dozens of planes, helicopters, ships, everything they could find to help local authorities deal with the situation. And this is exactly what the U.S. military perceives is what they're going to see more of in the future.
0: When and where did the Pentagon first decide it had to start planning to make disaster recovery part of its mission?
1: This began in the first decade of the 21st century when the intelligence community began to consider the impact of climate change on national security. So the National Intelligence Council, an arm of the CIA responsible for future projections, published a study in 2008, the very first of its kind, on the national security implications of climate change. And this report showed that as global temperatures increase, supplies of water and food will diminish in many parts of the world and this could spark revolts in poor resource-deprived countries leading to state collapse mass migrations and a lot of global chaos that would result in demands for u.s military intervention so ever since then the u.s military has been thinking about the likelihood that climate change will increase its responsibilities for emergency response abroad.
0: And the response that they have contemplated you report uh, includes the potential to assume key governmental functions by our military after complex catastrophes, possibly even for an extended period of time. That's something we haven't seen before.
1: Certainly not something that that we've seen in in modern times by the U.S. military. And when you speak of these complex catastrophes, John, this is something that first uh, came up following uh, Superstorm Sandy in New York City in the metropolitan area when, when the transportation system and power collapsed throughout the metropolitan area and the Department of Defense was called in to help restore power and transportation lines throughout the region. In the wake of that, the military realized that this may be a harbinger of what they'll face in the future, and so they began planning for what they call complex catastrophes where local authority systems might collapse, and the military would have to play the role of government in places, not only abroad, but in the United States as well.
0: The activities of soldiers and sailors in these situations are not just helping old people get to the local shelter. You report there are hazards and dangers to the soldiers and sailors who are assigned to some of this duty.
1: Absolutely. Uh, When when you look at overseas operations, like those that uh, could occur in places like Somalia or Mali, other parts of the Sahel region of Africa, where terrorist organizations have exploited the chaos and the divisions that have occurred in the wake of severe climate disasters, So any U.S. troops sent to help restore order in those areas will come, will be exposed to uh, the risk of terrorist attack. And we've seen that already in those areas. And the fear is this could grow much worse. Domestically speaking, when when you look at some of the catastrophes that have occurred and might occur, dangers arise from the chemicals and poisons that they may be forced to uh, expose themselves to. This occurred in Houston when American troops were sent into the Houston area following Hurricane Harvey to help rescue people. The water that covered much of Houston was full of toxic petrochemicals from from uh, oil facilities that were flooded and burned.
0: We're talking here about the military helping civilians, but, of course, the military has its own bases all over the world, many of which are vulnerable to the same superstorms we've been talking about. Surely the Pentagon has thought about that.
1: Absolutely, John, and this is one of the primary reasons that the U.S. military continues to speak about the threat of climate change, even though President Trump refuses to admit that there's a problem at all. It's because the military faces a climate change threat to their own bases, and they see that this threat is growing, and they realize it's going to impair their ability to carry out their primary duties, to defend, which is to defend the nation. They particularly worry about naval and air bases on the eastern seacoast of the United States. Many of these facilities, like uh, Naval Station Norfolk in Norfolk, Virginia, are pretty much at sea level. And with sea levels rising due to climate change, many of these spaces can expect to be inundated whenever there's a very high tide, or certainly in, in, in any future hurricanes or severe storms. So, climate change is going to pose a very severe threat to the viability of many of the military's bases in the United States.
0: And, of course, our military, I am told, is the world's biggest consumer of fossil fuels. Is there any talk at the Pentagon about switching to renewables?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, the Pentagon began this conversion from fossil fuels to renewables as early as 2010 after the senior leadership became aware of the dangerous implications of climate change to global stability. They said, we have to do something about this. And they began then a program of reducing reliance on fossil fuels for heating and power on domestic U.S. bases. So each of the armed services are on track to substantially reduce their Consumption of fossil fuels and replace them with renewable energy Um, Some bases are expected to be net zero in the coming years Totally self-sufficient from renewables
0: One last thing, the title of your book, All Hell Breaking Loose Where does that come from?
1: This is my understanding of the Pentagon's worst nightmare a situation in the future, not too distant in the future, when the military is facing a spate of disastrous situations overseas. Maybe a conventional conflict in Korea or someplace like that, at the same time as there are multiple conflicts in, say, Africa and the Middle East that demand U.S. attention. At the same time, the U.S. itself is struck by multiple climate disasters requiring assistance from the U.S. military, as we had in 2017 with, with Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria. And at the same time, its own bases are inundated or otherwise put out of action by climate change, and so they reach a point where they're unable to carry out their primary duties as a result of climate change. They see that this is a day that's going to come in the not-too-distant future, and that's why they see climate change as such an existential threat to the safety, the security of the United States.
0: Michael Clare, his new book is All Hell Breaking Loose, The Pentagon's Perspective on Climate Change. You can read excerpts at thenation.com and at Tom Dispatch. Thank you, Michael.
1: My pleasure to talk with you, John, always.